0: Hey, hey! One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Welcome back to another episode of the Beat School podcast. My name is Key Orion. I'm your host. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. This is the podcast where we dive into everything music production, rapping, singing, songwriting, mixing related. If it has to do with R and B and hip hop and making better music, this. Is the podcast for you? Uh, This podcast is sponsored by our one and only Beat School Training. Uh, This is a four part producer series which I put together, um, which is all of the gems that I've learned as a music producer over the last 10 years of music production. And I've dialed everything down. I've boiled all of it, all of the biggest gems, takeaways that I could possibly give you into a four part training series. You can find all of that at beatschooltraining.com beatschooltraining.com check that out it's absolutely free um and it's helped a ton of people out and i hope that uh i can drop some gems on you too but without further ado we're going to jump into this episode in this episode i got a question from one of my uh beat Bootcamp students shout out cory patterson I'm on time uh, Corey, uh, reached out to me recently and he had a couple questions and I wanted to answer these on the podcast because I feel like these would be something that would also be helpful for other producers as well. So Corey says, um, are there, and Corey had a few questions, so I'm going to break these down. Corey, first of all said, are there any specific tricks for carving out vocal space when using a simple mix or just piano and drums? Uh, Corey says, I feel like the piano wants to lead every time I make a melody, it distracts from any vocals, um... That I lay on the track? Are there any secrets giving the vocals the space they need? Yes. So, Corey, are there any specific tricks for carving out locals? Yeah. Okay, so, Corey, so here's the deal. Here's what I would recommend, brother. A um, couple different things. One, a, you're absolutely right. Piano is one of those instruments that, because of the frequencies it takes up, a lot of those frequencies are going to be the same ones in most people's voices. So, there's just a lot of mid-range frequency when it comes to piano. Carving out space with a piano isn't the end of the world, but it's going to be a little bit difficult. Here's what I recommend. First of all, this is a tip that I got from 40's producer and engineer, excuse me, Drake's producer and engineer 40. Um, he has a video actually on this, on carving out a lot of the high end. Uh, so he actually wouldn't use a filter. He would do some really cool, like groovy stuff with sample rate. Wouldn't worry about it. What I would do, and Kia's thing makes it easier, just add a low. Whoa. That's my door. Shout out my door one time. Door wanted to be on the podcast. Use a low-pass filter. So pretty much what that means is anything underneath a certain frequency gets through. Anything above it doesn't. And I use this on so many of my lead instruments, on my melodies, because it, I, you have to carve out space for your voice. You have to think about your vocal as an instrument in and of itself. So there are two ways to go about this. One, if you think about Drake's stuff a lot, uh, go back into this this production, a lot of his beats... Um, it feels like the whole high end is, not the high end necessarily, but a lot of those kind of mid-high range frequencies where a voice might sit are just Drake's voice. Like, he doesn't have, he has very minimal beats, first of all. He doesn't have a lot competing with his voice. It'll often be the snare, the hi-hat, maybe like high end stuff in the drums. But a lot of his melodies will have a lot of that kind of high end taken off. When it comes to uh, piano, another thing that you can do is add an EQ, depending on, it doesn't matter what doll you're in, add an EQ. See which frequencies are in there. And then go to your vocal track as well with that same EQ and see where a lot of your vocals are kind of um, where they're taking up most of their space and go into the EQ for that piano and carve out room for your vocals that you can do this with any instrument it doesn't have to be piano but uh, often you have to do this with the piano go in there find kind of what those frequencies are the main frequencies that your voice has probably be somewhere in that mid-range and carve out and then go to the piano that same place where your voice sits and carve that out in uh, the piano, and then maybe boost a little bit in the highs for your vocal. So you might, uh, might want to make it a little bit more bright, and I think you know, with some slight analog distortion, something like Fab Filter Saturn, other things. Um, I won't get into it a ton, uh, because I'm still learning my vocal mixing as well, I wanna be honest, but there's one guy that's helped me out so much, his name's Help Me Devon. Check out that tutorial online, and he has some amazing tutorials on how to brighten your vocals. And so if you're competing with something like a piano, that's one way that you can do it, is carve out just a little bit of that space for your vocal as well as making your vocal brighter, and it should sit kind of a little bit above the piano without it feeling like it's competing um, quite so much. Uh, Another thing that you asked was the leads too. Leads can be very distracting. If you're making your own beats, here's what I recommend. This is what I do when I'm making my own beats to produce. I make a simple four or eight bar loop and I'll almost write my entire song to that four or eight bar loop because when you get that inspiration, you catch it. You know it when you feel it. You catch that inspiration, I'll write my whole song to that four or eight bar loop, I'll record it and then I'll go back in later and add leads because I'm not a super strong singer yet give me time but if i have leads and a bunch of weird stuff going on and i'm trying to sing i can't compete with that i get distracted by it so i will add all the bells and whistles and Afterwards, that's another thing too. Go listen to some Drake beats. I've heard T minus interviews talk about Drake beats. Like he doesn't have a lot of craziness. Like he doesn't have a ton of crazy leads going on. Drake's beats are super minimal. Let your voice do the heavy lifting. He lets his voice to be the main instrument in the track. Another thing that you talked about or asked in terms of um, the voice as well was with someone like a Jay Cole or Kendrick, they have a naturally deep voice, and I don't. So when I make beats. Like theirs, I don't feel like I have the space to rap that i felt on other beats. Is there a trick to this, or I'd have to look for different pitched samples? So this is the thing. Yes, they do have super unique voices, but Kendrick doesn't have a very naturally deep voice. Go listen to Section 80, listen to Good Kid, Mad City. Like, he's up here, he's rapping up here, what, 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 like... You have to find the space that works for your voice. Drake has a little bit more of a naturally deep voice, um, so you know, he, he, like maybe mids lows, so that'll be carved out. I don't have a particularly um, low voice, so one thing that I've started to do is one, I asked that I have a higher, my voice that's a little bit higher, and. When I'm, I've started to sing more in my tracks, and what I'll do is, like I said, with the brightness thing, is I'll, it doesn't really matter where your voice sits. The key is finding where your voice sits and then carving out that space for your voice. So it doesn't matter whether you have a high, I mean, because you think about singers, like a lot of women have super high, you know, their their voices are in higher frequencies, but they still fit in a track well. So you don't necessarily have to have a deep voice. What you do have to do, and what you, well, you don't have to do anything. What you might have to do is start to learn your voice. Um, what I mean by this is it'll have its own characteristics. And if you listen to early Kanye stuff, it sounds very different to it than his later stuff. He kind of found his voice along the way, which is what I recommend as well, especially to beginners, is you'll find your voice along the way. You won't just have your dope rap voice from the beginning. Think about Drake, right? From the beginning, Drake's voice, what was it? He was like... He's like, oh da da what is going on? am He was like just like very kind of strange, kinda of, like monotone with these like he would like hang on these like long syllables. And then later on, um now he's like And then he had, he was throwing on, like, the, the like, Jamaican accent when he was doing dance hall stuff. And then he's now on, like, he's like, I'm a pop star, not a doctor. How much you got, like, his mafia boss type vibe. And it's, like, it's almost like he just, like, doesn't care as much, you know? Like, his, 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 like... This is non-stop. Shit don't ever stop. I'll be back in on the top. Shit be super hot. eh? I'll be like a two. I'm a nigga. I'm a nigga. I am a very, i do not even know what those bars were because it was nonsensical. But you know what I'm saying? Like the delivery is very much like it's just totally different. And so don't feel like you have to have one certain style. Also, don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed to one element, one thing forever. So like experiment. Think about how much Kendrick does cool stuff with his voices. Like. Your voice is an instrument, get creative, experiment with it. Um, Use effects, like it doesn't have to be one thing forever. The best way to learn is from doing. Put that voice into practice, you'll learn what you like, you'll learn, just recently I discovered this. I used to be singing, I was trying to sing too hard, like, I was just trying to force it because I really love people that can really belt it, but I'm not like a trained singer. And so my vibe, what I've started to experiment with recently is doing something that's a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more soft, like less like, ah, really trying to sing super loud and more like getting kind of more intimate, almost like a rye, like a blood orange, like a Frank Ocean, although Frank Ocean is still belt too, but less like a weekend where it's just like, like he's like almost like sometimes like sometimes screaming into it and something that I've learned from my voice, um, I'm still learning my voice as well, that's just uh, just different, right? You got to experiment. That's my biggest piece of advice. All right, so Corey, I know that that was a long one. I hope that that helps. I'm gonna jump into some questions here. Um, this one is about making, you know what, I love this one. This one says, "Start should I start now and get perfect later? This guy says, I've been producing for three or four years and considering starting up a YouTube account, but, my stuff isn't great. I'm ready to start, but I feel like if I wait, if I wait a year, I'll be better and happier with my beats. What should I do? You're absolutely right. Start now, get perfect later. As Seth Godin says, the the great Seth um Seth, Seth Godin. I, almost, I think I might have said Seth Odin. Seth Godin, dope marketer, um, just creative strategist, brilliant mind. Practice in public. Um, so when I look back, I have a bunch of albums on Spotify that I I started mixing my own tracks probably in 2017 2018 somewhere in there last two three years and you can tell like they sound Terrible, but the beautiful part is now you can go back to those for references and honestly here's the deal Those are still some of people's favorite tracks. What well, first of all people don't care So I just want to put that out there like people don't really give a fuck. So don't even worry about it um, You're not as important as you think you are Two, a lot of people can't, won't notice. So do the best you can, put it out there. Three, uh, practicing in public holds you accountable because it really forces you then to ship the thing. And that's really what's important is like we all – you you can imagine how good you are in your own head, but your sample size of one, the real key will be starting to put the product out there and then getting responses from people. And there's just a, a realness to it when you actually are willing to um, put your stuff out there that I think goes a long way in terms of – I know when I started release my stuff, it helped me take my own music more seriously because now it's in public – you can't cheat as much when you're actually releasing your stuff. So, practice in public, don't worry about making mistakes. That part of the journey, that's the beauty anyways, is the journey. Bring people on the journey, be very upfront about it. Talk to people about what you're working on, um where you're struggling. Like that's what makes the that's what makes the story, man, is um the the struggle. So, talk about it practice in public, absolutely. Um I like this one a lot. This one says, I'm a recording artist. How do I come up with my own type beats for myself? Um, So pretty much, how do I come up with my own style of beats? And this one is by Iz the Kid. So Iz, what I would say is, you say, um, uh, I'm trying, I begin narrowing down certain drum sounds and things I liked when producing for myself, but I'm not exactly sure which direction to go. When it comes to creating your own style, This is again, I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is one that you will develop as you go. So first of all, an exercise that I like to do is take, maybe you find five artists that you find, that you want, that you love and find big inspiration from. Five, three, doesn't matter. Somewhere in that, more than one. And then boil down what those kind of styles, which you'd imagine those kind of styles being blended together as, And that'll kind of at least give you a direction. Another thing comes back to my point about the vocals is don't feel like you are um, pigeonholed into one specific sound forever. Again, with the Drake stuff, start out with kind of poppy, and then he went into like very kind of like dark trap, and then he went into like dance hall, and now he's back into kind of like mainstream poppy trap. Like, switch it up. Like, you don't have to be one thing forever. But I think people get... um, hung up on is thinking that they need to have their own unique sound from the jump and you don't because if you're unique and if you're genuine to if you stay true to yourself what you'll be able to do is you'll actually then take those influences uh that you find inspiring and you'll be able to boil those down into something unique so if you are truly um authentic with what you uh with the styles that you draw inspiration from you'll eventually then be able to dial that in into something that is more of your own you'll be able to have your own voice your own style in terms of your own drums whether it's your snares your melodies and like draw I say that all the time like steal from who inspires you and then add your own kind of sauce to it and you'll you'll stumble your way you'll create your way into uh, what is truly uniquely you if you are um, if you truly listen to what you want so that you don't earn a carbon copy of somebody else. Okay, a few more, few more, a few more. So let's go. Um, this guy says I feel like I got lost. I feel like I lost my drive and motivation. I don't know how to get it back. Um, he says I've been making beats since 2012 and 2018 sort of some success. Might be taking on too many projects. Um or maybe it's just an amalgamation of everything. Anyone have advice to get that drive back or deal with any reasons I listed? Yes, so your name is Made in Bangladesh. Shout out Bangladesh. Uh, one of the biggest things I would say is there. This is there's a natural dip that happens. Again, shout out Seth Godin. It's called The Dip. Read it. If you've been making beats for, it sounds like what, six, seven, eight years, then that's natural because <clears throat> it kind of comes in these waves, I think, inspiration, and you kind of reach these plateaus as well. Um and this happens all the time. I think it's not just with music, I think it's with anything. I For me, the way that I stay inspired is through new challenges because I find I'll end up making a lot of the same type of music like when I was just making beats. Um, you end up you you kind of fall into patterns. And so certain workflows, certain sounds, because that's just as you start to accumulate those skills, you you just have certain things that you gravitate towards, which is understandable. I think for me, what's really helped out a lot with this is to find new challenges, new ways to be inspired. One of those being um, switching genres. So maybe one, so maybe you're like a, the man, you make boom bap, you make trap, and you're just really good at making that style. Try making some dancehall, or try making some like up tempo funk. Um, future funk or edm like switching genres because it'll be a whole new ball game new stuff to learn and it's really that sense of purpose that i think we often confuse inspiration and meaning but really feeling purpose feeling you have a sense of purpose like you have a project to work on um has been super helpful. And so you can, one, switch genres, two, switch DAWs. This one is very intimidating, but try learning a new DAW. Um, One, it's just a great skill to have. Two, having that new challenge, feeling like a beginner again will give you a lot of perspective and feeling like you have little new things to learn every day to keep things exciting as you kind of start to hit those plateaus. Another one is you can, this is what I do, is I kind of switch up a new thing to learn. So right now I'm really diving into vocal mixing engineering. So one, one thing as well, I've kind of been working on this with my songwriting, but After I get my vocal engineering down, I'm really gonna dive into more with the songwriting. So I can write songs and sing some. I think I'm best at production, my engineering needs the most work, but I really am hungry and it's super, I get super excited every day to jump out of bed, learn how to engineer because it's so much new stuff, new material, I can tell I'm getting better every day. And so it really helps me kind of overcome those dips, those natural peaks and valleys that come with learning any sort of skill, becoming an expert after years, and then wanting to kind of pivot into something else. So main, Remain hungry. Stay forever a student. Uh, I think we're winding up here on our time, so I'm going to start winding this down. Thank you so much if you've tuned in uh, to the pod. Again, if you have any questions, shout out Corey. Again, if you want to be uh, shout out, shout out on a future episode, send me a question. I'm Kia at kiaorion.com for the email or at kiaorion everywhere on social. Would love to hear from you. Your boys got 10 years in the game. And some, which is crazy. I'm an OG at this point. Would love to keep dropping gems on y'all. Again, check out beatschooltraining.com for all the goodies. Free training. Gonna help you level up as usual. Thanks for tuning in. Check you next week. Peace.